I'm Kate Young, and you're listening to This is Purdue, the official podcast for Purdue University. As a Purdue alum and Indiana native, I know firsthand about the family of students and professors who are in it together, persistently pursuing and relentlessly rethinking. Who are the next game changers, difference makers, ceiling breakers, innovators? Who are these boilermakers? Join me as we feature students, faculty, and alumni taking small steps toward their giant leaps and inspiring others to do the same. I want to make sure that I can help all the students who choose to come to Purdue to be their advocate, whatever that might be for them, no matter what their discipline is or whatever their background is. If there's an issue that I can help them with, then that's my job as the Dean of the Grad School is to represent all of them. In this episode of This is Purdue, we're featuring our first Purdue University Dean on the show. Linda Mason serves as the Dean of Purdue's Graduate School. She first joined Purdue in 1991 as a professor in the Department of Entomology. And since Dean Mason took over the Graduate School in 2018, it's experienced immense growth, including record high numbers both in overall and international student enrollment. But we'll start at the beginning. How did Dean Mason find out about Purdue University? And what drew her to the entomology department at Purdue? Well, I knew of Purdue when I was going through graduate school because I was studying all the people that do the kind of work that I do. But when I really became engaged was when they had a job. And it was a perfect job description for me. It had the keywords in it that I was looking for. I'm an insect behaviorist. And so it had insect behavior. And although it wasn't an area that I really had not studied, it was that key word of insect behavior that's like, I want to be there to be at a place like Purdue, to be able to be at a research-intensive university was like this dream job. And so I applied, and then lo and behold, I get it, and here I am 30 years later. The field of entomology, the scientific study of insects, is not exactly a typical profession. And since she first kicked off her career in entomology, Dean Mason has established an internationally recognized Integrated Pest Management Program in Stored Products Entomology. She is also a consultant for large-scale food producers and retailers. Naturally, I wanted to know how Dean Mason got into this field. She tells us about her journey in entomology, which she first became passionate about in graduate school, and she shares some career advice she received from one of her mentors that I myself really related to, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners out there will too. When you were young, were you fascinated by bugs? How did this passion come about? But it does not come back when I was a kid, although my mother swears it's because my father called me Linda Buck. I don't think that had anything to do with it. I really became interested in entomology in graduate school. I did not know that you could have a career in this. And this is something I try to tell students all the time. Experiences that you have may shape a different path than you think that you're going to on your original pathway. And so I was going to be uh, Jane Goodall. I studied animal behavior, and I wanted to go. I studied animal behavior in graduate school. I was studying squirrel behavior, studying where squirrels go to the bathroom in trees, instead marking behavior. And it was when I was studying them that I found that they had insect bites on them, and I didn't know what they were. And I went to the entomology department, and I talked to a professor, and he said, I could tell you everything about that, but why don't you take an entomology class? I'm like, okay, I did some electives. And I took one, and then I took another, and I was like, ah. So I found my passion 
through kind of an accident of going and talking to a professor. And he was very engaging and it lots of great advice for me. And so I went on and got my PhD in entomology. So it wasn't anything that I ever knew about. And I had this complete right turn of what organism I was going to study. So I was in news and I came here to Purdue. And then, you know, podcasts didn't exist then. So I got this experience elsewhere and then podcasts came about and I did a, a left turn as you were just describing. And I think that's kind of the longer you go and think like, I didn't know I'd be a grad dean, right? I didn't know that that was coming down my pathway. And so it's not things that you actually seek out. I mean, some people know very much, this is what I'm going to be and that's what I'm going to do, right? But for the rest of us, there are many opportunities to be able to explore and something comes about, especially at an institution like Purdue, where you have all these opportunities around you and all these amazing researchers and interdisciplinary work is so critical that come across something you're like, I really like that. Didn't know that existed. Dean Mason makes a great point. You never know where your career path may take you. And in her case, her path with entomology even led to her appearance on a few shows that you've probably heard of. Okay, so you were on Jay Leno. You were on MTV's Road Rules. <laughs> Tell us about these experiences. So I was starting to do some national media radio. I was doing some radio stuff for some commercial insect control methods and got some media training from that. Producers of Leno came to me and said, we want an entomologist, want a woman entomologist to be able to do a, a segment on insects. And it was for their bump weeks. They wanted to be able to get sweeps and get, they thought that bring in more of an audience. Not sure why. But anyway, they asked me to come out. And at first I told them no, because it was during Mother's Day weekend. I had already planned to go down to my family and visit, surprise my mother for Mother's Day. And they said, don't worry, we'll bring your mom out too. And so we went out, we spent the week getting ready for the show and working with the script writers and, and taping the show and doing all that. It was a blast. And then once that went off, then other directors and producers came and started contacting and saying, would you do this? Would you do that? So that led to some really fun opportunities <laughs> that I normally wouldn't have done as an entomology professor. <laughs> Dean Mason mentioned earlier that her own graduate school professor opened her eyes to the world of entomology. She shares more about a few mentors who have influenced her life and her thoughts on mentorship in general. Yeah, there were several. One, it goes back to my high school experience. So was the Mrs. Brightman who got me excited about biology um, and encouraged me to say, as a woman in science, you can do this, you can be successful in this, and you need to do this because you have an interest in this and you need to follow your passions. And then the guy who got me into entomology, Professor Wayne Clark at Auburn University, was a big mentor who said, you need to do that. But then I have several people, and I would not label them, and I tell students not even to label them as mentors, because that puts a label on the context of the relationship. But people who have influenced me all through my career, Martin Jiske, I was on the search committee that hired him. I worked on his strategic plan. He gave me the insights and details about being an administrator. My women deans that I have here at Purdue are all mentors to me in many ways, are people that I can go to and talk to and ask them about things I'm curious about. So you kind of frame it more as a friendship almost? Instead? It starts off as just maybe a question. I think if you go and you just say, so will you be my mentor? It puts this label and it's a heavy label sometimes. So what does that mean? And how do both of us define that relationship? But if I go to you and I say, I, 
I really think you're a great teacher. I'd like to talk to you about teaching or you're a great statistician or you're a great writer or you know about this method I want to use. Can I come talk to you about that? Or I'm curious about this job opportunity. And you have that conversation and it may lead to another conversation and another cup of coffee. And eventually it becomes a mentoring relationship, but you've never defined it early on as that. And so these are people that come in and out of your life that have added value to your life that shaped who I am today, but they may not even know that they've had that influence in my life. In 2010, Dean Mason joined the Purdue Graduate School Administration as an associate dean. Then she served as a senior associate dean in 2017 before she was promoted to the dean in 2018. Dean Mason describes her path from entomology professor to graduate school dean at Purdue. So as I was became a full professor, I had had some university experience. I was chair of the university senate. And so I started exploring opportunities across the university and understanding how it worked more than just in my faculty role, but how the whole institution worked. And I had an interest in working with students and a passion for connecting more and helping students out with the way that I had helped my own individual students that had come through my lab. A job came open in the graduate school for an associate dean position. And it was in two big areas that I'm really passionate about, and it was diversity and in working with diverse populations in graduate school and then professional development, which is something I always had a passion with with my own student and in my own life. And so they kind of gave me the opportunity to say, if you want to start looking at ways to explore that in graduate education and not just work for entomologists, but to work across all these disciplines that we have at the university. And so that was the pathway in. And then the current dean left and they asked me to be the interim. And I said, okay, I'll try it out. Never been and tried it out to see if I liked it and then decided to apply for the permanent job. And I've loved it. And what were Dean Mason's initial goals when she came into the official dean role in 2018? So there were four. One was to increase the area of interdisciplinary work. I knew in the area that I worked in as an entomologist that I worked on a team. And it was this team of researchers that allowed me to make sure that my work had greater impact. And so I know many of our faculty are working. The grants went from sole PI grants to being able to have this team of people that you worked with. And so bringing that to the grad school was one. A look at where we're doing it. We've completed that. We now have a Master's of Science in Interdisciplinary Studies. We have new interdisciplinary degrees that are coming through. So that was accomplished. The other one was to increase professional development opportunities. We weren't offering very many workshops at that time. Now we're offering over 360 workshops a year. So have really expanded the opportunity. And I think we can offer that to take that burden off the colleges to things that every grad student needs so that you don't have to replicate it in every department in every college. So that was a major one for me. Another one was to be creative, to look at Purdue for life. We traditionally think of graduate education as traditional master's and PhD research emphasis. But to me, graduate education is anything you do after you get your undergraduate degree. And the world's changing so fast. Information is changing so fast that people need to be able to get access to knowledge and maybe in small little bits, they don't need a graduate degree, but they need, you know, big data wasn't a thing when I went to school, but it is now. And so maybe once you graduated 10, 15 years ago, you didn't need to know that, but you need to know that for your job now. 
And so that opportunity to offer this wide variety of any period in your life to come back to Purdue and get the knowledge that you need. And so we've been working on that. So those were the kinds of things that I was looking forward to be able to do. And then the last one was to provide increased support for graduate students. A great example of Dean Mason providing extra support for graduate students at Purdue is the Graduate Parent Support Network. This organization was created to support Purdue's graduate students with families and help students with children navigate school-related issues, identify helpful resources, and provide a platform for students to express their concerns and share their experiences. One of the things that's unique about graduate students is, of course, they're older. They're a little older than undergrads, right? And you're wanting to start your family. And so many people come back to graduate school and you're married or you're starting your family and you have young kids and now you're trying to balance kids and work and teaching and research and all of that. And so in the GPSM, we started when we could take this graduate, I had talked to a graduate student that had a kid and she says, I'm struggling to find a support system to be able to connect with other people that are have kids and, and want that. And so we started this organization through the grad school. And this network allows graduate students who have families to be able to find a way to find other people with families and support each other. So it may be just a social network that they can connect through social outing. But it also could be where they can do toy exchange or clothing exchange or advice on what they wanted to do. And so that was hard during COVID because people were all isolated. But now that we're back, we're bringing them the opportunities for them to get together. And they bring a unique life experience to each other. And then they could also support each other. Like, I've got to teach this night and I don't have a sitter. And I'll take your kids if you take mine. And then you can, I'll cover you when you do your final exam. And so it's just an opportunity to connect with people, to create that sense of community with individuals that are suffering through the same things. Dean Mason highlights a few other opportunities that Purdue Graduate School provides for its students. There's a couple that I would say that a lot of people don't realize. So a lot of students are able to do paid internships. They go and they do internships with big companies that obviously can pay them and they can get that on-the-job experience. But the grad school has opportunities for students who want to do unpaid internships. So we have a program called the Boiler Works Program which they can apply to. And then we give them financial support to cover what they would need for living expenses to get through this internship. And then they can help local communities. So there may be nonprofits in the area that would benefit from a student's expertise and they get real life experience. So this is great town gown relationship that we can help. I think that's a great one. Innovate Ed, an opportunity for students to write an article that they can write about their research in non-technical terms that goes out to all our alumni. And that opportunity for our alumni to be able to connect with students and bring back that experience of what is it like to be in that career and how did you take what you learned in graduate school and apply it to that career. Maybe you, you had some turns and twists and turns of your own, right? And you're now finding yourself, what is it that you did? How did you find that path? And can you give advice back to our students? So an opportunity to come back and engage with our student population. As I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, Dean Mason has taken Purdue's graduate school to new levels. During the December 2021 Purdue Board of Trustees meeting, Dean Mason reported the number of both graduate students and international graduate students are the highest they've ever been at Purdue. 
and the graduate school enrollment has experienced consistent growth since 2017. What does this growth mean to Dean Mason? And how has Dean Mason's leadership and support helped to grow the graduate school? It's really exciting. It's a time to be really excited about graduate education and graduate education at Purdue. But for me, it tells me that the message that we've been working on for the past four or five years as Dean is getting out, that students are understanding the value of a Purdue education, the value of this research institution that they have, and the other things that we're offering, the creativity of the new degrees that we're offering that are really timely and, and what students want. That message is getting out because they're coming. For the first time ever, our number of online students that aren't coming to this campus outnumber the number of residential students we have. And that even in my thinking about professional development and how do we prepare those students for those careers is a different process for the students that are here on campus. And so it's great to be able to say that things that we've been doing the past several years, the team that I've assembled at the grad school and the work that really is them, that that team is doing is paying off because people are recognizing How would a colleague or a team member of yours describe your philosophy and your leadership within the graduate school? I mean, I describe myself as a servant leader, that I'm there for them. I try to do a lot of fun stuff to build our team. To me, the team is really the important part. And if you work as a team, it's not one individual. I don't do one thing. I have to have this team of people around me. So I hope they would describe me as someone who's fun, and willing to be adventurous and to pilot things. I call myself the pilot queen. If you want to try something, let's try it. If it's not successful, okay, we learned something. If it is, yay. <laughs> so I'm their, cha- I'm their champion and their cheerleader too for my team in the grad school. With Dean Mason and her team leading this growth within the graduate school, grad students now make up one-fifth of the students at Purdue. And throughout our interview, it was very clear that Dean Mason is incredibly proud and honored to serve as these graduate students' champion. I ask her what it means to her to be an advocate for these students, especially as we think about who typically makes up this student population. They're likely a bit older, some are parents, others are working full-time jobs, all while balancing school. So a lot of people don't understand graduate education because it's the smaller portion of people that get graduate degrees, and they are such an integral part of a major research institution. They provide that further, that next step in that education and services that they provide to the graduates. We have the graduate school and the university. So we have our students that are our traditional research. They're doing all the things that you read about on the news, right, of research doing on. A big part of that is done at the labor of graduate students doing their research for their graduate degrees. And so people need to understand that. So we have our, like our Innovate Ed magazine that goes out to alumni and for students to be able to talk about their research and say, this is what I'm doing. So that's a big part of graduate education to understand. They also provide the value for teaching. Many of the students that we have are going to go on into the professoriate. And so they need that experience in teaching. And so they provide that one, if we think of a three-legged stool with them, mission of a land-grant institution, the research, the teaching, and then the outreach. The students are getting that experience and provide much of that outreach that we do. So the university, if you're going to be a research-intensive university, you have to have graduate students. And it's my job to be the advocate for them to make sure that they get what they need so they get their degree and the other things that they need to be successful. If you were talking to any grad students what would you want them to see in you as their dean and kind of as their champion? 
the two words that I would apply to myself is an accessible advocate. So one of the things that I've tried to do is, Dean, is to make myself very available to them. So I do things like pop-ups. I drive around on a golf cart and I stop and I pop up a tent and I give out popsicles and I'm there to talk about graduate education. So it may be to graduate students that's come by and say, oh, what are you doing? And sit down and pop down in a chair and have a conversation. It may be to an undergrad that's going by and says, what are you the dean of? Why are you here? And then I can say, if you consider graduate education. And so to get them or parents walking by with their kids' toy to be able to say, you know, this is the value of graduate education at Purdue. So being accessible to them, I do coffee hours with the dean. So I can't solve a problem that I don't know. And so to be not intimidating, it's come by and talk to Linda. Linda wants to hear what you have to say. Tell me what's going on in your life. And if there's an issue, tell me about it and let me see if I can gain access to the resources to help you solve your problem. Because not all deans are accessible. That's really oh. special. And I think it's part of my personality too, yeah. is I'm just feed off of other people's energy. So to be around grad students, I feed off their energy every day. It's probably not a surprise to anyone listening how engaging and welcoming Dean Mason's energy really is. One of the things I learned about Dean Mason during my research for this interview is how important communication is to her. And her love for strong, concise, and easy to understand communication has blossomed within the graduate school. For example, Dean Mason helped launch the Say It in Six competition at Purdue, which challenges students to tell a story about their graduate experience in a clear, concise, and most importantly, creative way by using only six words and a visual aid. A great example of this competition I wanted to share is the 2022 Say It in Six winner, Victoria Ertel Garcia. Her graduate experience was summed up in these six words. My Purdue classroom has no walls. And along with this sentence was a photo of Victoria enjoying the great outdoors with her laptop. Dean Mason also brought the three-minute thesis, a research communication competition that was developed by the University of Queensland, Australia, to Purdue. The competition gives graduate students three minutes to present their research, showing its significance and relevance to the public. Dean Mason explains why communication is so essential, especially for graduate students. I think there's two main reasons why communication is critical. If we're going to do the research that we're going to do and students are going to study the things that they're going to study, we need to be trustworthy advocates for that research. One of the things that people don't understand is why, oh, they keep changing science. They keep changing the results. First, this is good, then it's bad. And that's what science and research is all about is we learn something new, we reevaluate, we change what our recommendations are, and then we do the next set of research that answer the next set of questions. But if students can't do that clearly to the general public, then the value of the work gets lost because people turn off because they don't understand what you're talking about. And so to teach students how to have that ability to be able to talk about their work enthusiastically, so I teach a class on being an engaging researcher, and to be able to talk about it with enthusiasm You'll suck people in about what you're doing and they'll be curious about what you're doing and then you can educate them. The second one is that I think if students get excited about their work and talk to different people about their work, then they themselves get engaged in it. And when it gets really hard and you're hitting against the wall and the experiments aren't working or you can't solve this question that you're trying to solve, if you go back to the roots of why what you're doing is important, 
And you get that from talking to various people about what you do, then that will get you through those really hard parts because you know the value down the road and why it's important for you to do the work that you're doing. A little behind the scenes story here. Dean Mason took a look at our podcast video setup in the union and it sparked a memory for her. She told me a story about how she wanted to test her students' communication skills in a non-traditional way. Now, if you've ever taken a big final exam before, you know the traditional way of taking that test. You're sitting on a desk in a classroom. There's total silence. You're filling in the bubbles on a Scantron test. You might feel a little bit anxious. Were you 100% certain on that last answer? I remember the feeling. Well, let's just say Dean Mason does one of her final exams a bit differently. In this class on teaching students about being an engaging researcher, we do a lot of improv. We do a lot of impromptu speeches that they have to do. And we teach them how to communicate, getting rid of all the jargon. And it's great because I have students from all over campus. So somebody who's a romantic history major is trying to explain something to, you know, a computer scientist, right? Or a biologist. And they're like, I don't know what that means. And I don't know what that word means. So we're able to go through and try to pull apart the language that they use. And so then for the final exam, what I do is I take them into a TV studio with lots of cameramen and all of that. And I act like a crazy interviewer on a morning today show kind of a thing. And I start asking the questions like, I pretend like maybe they're getting the Nobel Prize or they're here for some award or some big conferences in town in New York City and we're interviewing them because of their great research. And they have to be able to not know what I'm going to ask them as this crazy reporter and talk to them about what their research is. And they have to be able to, on the slide, be able to talk about that. And it's a great final because they're under the lights and the cameras and they just don't know what I'm going to say. And then they get a copy of it. At the end, so they can see themselves. Have you ever had any students contact you after the fact and say, hey, I had an experience that was a little bit similar to this? Or well, they did, or they get asked to do, you know, they became a professor and then they got asked to do an interview and they didn't have any media training. And so they were able to reflect back on that conversation that they had. Well, that's one way to test thinking on your feet. I asked Dean Mason if there was one thing she wanted our listeners to know about Purdue's graduate school, what would it be? And her answer is really special. I think the most important thing is to understand the value of work that the students are doing. So anytime they hear the name Purdue or anything they hear about the work that we're doing, it's because of someone probably in the grad school. It's the graduate students that are doing that work that are on the cutting edge of where those disciplines are going. And so anything you eat, anything you build, your TV, your battery in your phone, the paint that you have on your house, the health situation that you may be going through, the cancer research, the furniture, the woodworking, the furniture that we build, or the types of woods or trees that we build. Somebody at Purdue, a faculty and a grad student, are working on that. And that connection, I want to make that tighter, that people understand that you may hear about the professor or you maybe hear about the lab. But behind all of that, there's probably a grad student somewhere in that mix that is doing that work and pushing that area of whatever that discipline is forward. And that's important. I know we interviewed Professor Ruan with um, his white paint. And he had 
this long list at the end. He was like, I just want to thank all these grad students and started saying their names. And I loved that. He was giving them a ton of credit as they deserve. Well, then that's what we've been trying to do is been part of my dean job is to say, when you interview the faculty member, ask about the students that are in there because they probably are that labor behind a lot of that work. And it's not just in the STEM disciplines. There's, you know, we have the humanities here are very rich and very well developed. And so those students need to find value in their work. And we need to be able to sing the praises of the value of all that work that's done here at Purdue so that people understand it's that whole complex, that interdisciplinary part that we all need the social sciences and the humanities and the STEM field all work together on many. If we don't understand the people part, we can't understand why the button works on the computer, right? And so I think that value of that behind what graduate education is, because most people don't get that part. They just think it's, a, you know, they're getting another degree. I mean, I even had to explain to my parents why I was going to grad school. You know, why are you in school so much longer? <laughs> Dean Mason has been involved in the Purdue community for more than 30 years now. Purdue became a real home for me, a real sense of community for me. It welcomed me into the community. Um, I adopted two kids as a single mom, and there was a huge supportive community for here. And the research enterprise was just amazing. So supporting me in my career and my personal life. So Purdue became home very quickly and not a place I wanted to leave. So is there a favorite memory Dean Mason remembers from her three decades spent at Purdue? And she again touches on how she strives to be an accessible advocate for all students. Is there a favorite memory that sticks out, whether you were a professor, in your current role as dean? I think there's two. And one, the big one, it's the commencements. It's my favorite part of being a dean. And I know a lot of people would say that's crazy, but it's such a happy time to see families and students who have worked so hard for this. They may be the first person and the person who went to college, right, in their family, or even to get a graduate degree. To be now, be the first one who as they walk across the stage, say, congratulations, Dr. So-and-so. And to be able to say, as I hood them, to give that, that's great joy to me. I mean, I just love that. It's, it's how many times you have a day when everybody's happy, right? <laughs> it's amazing. And then there was a time when I was first going through SD where I try to advocate for students. As I've said, I think that's my biggest role. And one of the things I did was to support the cultural centers to provide a grad student to help the cultural center meet the needs of graduate students, each of those. I'm sitting in a restaurant, having lunch, and the waitress came up as we were getting ready to depart, giving me the bill, and had a little folded up piece of paper and gave me that piece of paper. And she recognized me. I hadn't ever met the individual. And when I got out of the restaurant, I opened it up, and it was like, you know, thank you, Dr. Mason, for all that you do for graduate students and the cultural centers as an LGBTQ student, this has been really valuable to me. And I really appreciate the, you know, the support. And that to me was like, whenever I get those kinds of students coming up and say, thank you for what you've done, it makes all the hard days worthwhile. It's a memory. I have that note taped above my desk and I read it often. It's one of those things that I try to tell students is those Keep those good things in a folder and pull it out when you're having a really bad day. And it will make it an amazing day because you can go back over those memories of those times that you've helped the student, helped them figure out their career goal, helped them through a problem. I was talking to a colleague who's worked with you and she just kept saying, Dean Mason is so accepting of everyone and an advocate for everyone. Why is that important to you when you think about 
you're encompassing everyone and you're so inclusive of everyone. I think partly comes from growing up. And then a big part, I think, is I've adopted two kids from another culture than mine, another race than mine. And so making sure that they always, that we embrace them, who they were. One of my daughters is gay. And to be able to embrace that community, to me, I want to be able to embrace all the students, bring out the best potential of whatever they are, and not to put labels on them, but to be able to say, you'd be the best at who you can be and shine the brightest of who you could be. And so I think from my upbringing and from that, and then in my own family experience, I want to make sure that I can help all the students who choose to come to Purdue to be their advocate whatever that might be for them, no matter what their discipline is or whatever their background is. If there's an issue that I can help them with, then that's my job as the dean of the grad school is to represent all of that. Graduate school isn't easy and it isn't for everyone. But what advice does Dean Mason have for Purdue's graduate school students? Take advantage of all the opportunities that you have. We, you know, so many students get so deep into the weeds and that's what we're kind of trained as graduate students is that, get down into the weeds of that question that we're asking and what does it mean and, and all of that. But you have to come up, back up every once in a while for air. And this institution, this town, this community has so much to offer you as an individual to be that complete individual, to grow out all those skills that you have. You know, you're talking about all the little things that you want to put in your toolbox for the next adventure that comes. Take advantage of that. One, it gives you perspective on the most important, the things that you need to do, it gives you kind of, you can step back from that and get that perspective, but you also learn all these other skills that are more important and sometimes even more important getting the job. It won't be the degree to get you the job. Everyone expects when you get a degree from a big institution like Purdue with excellent reputation, that you're going to have the expertise in that training area. You're going to be good at that. They're not going to question that. It's all those other skills that come that are important as an individual that you may go work for a company or an institution or the government or whatever that you're going to bring to the plate. And now is the time to continue to build those other skills. And that's a role I think the graduate school needs to play and that we try to play. And so step back, take advantage of all the things at Purdue. And I think a lot of students don't know all the things that are there because they never come up to the surface. Matter of fact, we're doing a campaign this fall, but did you know about all the things that you can take advantage of at Purdue as a grad student? And what advice does she have for people who are thinking that their next giant leap may be enrolling in graduate school? Ask a lot of questions. It's really critical that you get in with a team, a major professor, a department that is going to match what you need Everybody needs things differently, different types of mentoring, different types of assistance. So first do the self-study of yourself and understand what your strengths and weaknesses are. And then ask all those questions of the place that you're going. Go visit, talk to the students that are in the program, talk to the faculty, tour the campus. Do you get a sense that this is where I belong for the next few years? And maybe take some risk-taking, go to a place that... You don't think I ever, you know, I'm from the coast. I don't think I ever want to live in the Midwest. Try it out. It's not forever. You could try it out, see if you like it. And if you don't, you can always go back to the coast, right? <laughs> right, get out of your comfort zone and enjoy it. I think the community has a lot to offer and so doesn't the university. So 
check that out when you're going so that you make sure you get the right match. As for Dean Mason's pride and love for Purdue, it stretches far beyond the fact that Purdue is her employer. What role has Purdue played in your life? Oh my gosh. Professionally, of course, they gave me a job, which was great, and they've kept me in a job, what was awesome. But I think the Purdue itself is the opportunity to explore both my research passions that I wanted, that flexibility that I could be in an institution like this. There were tons of research opportunities and resources available to me as a faculty member to be able to explore the questions that were fascinating to me and my students. And then as a community, it's given me the support to do the things that I like as an individual, to explore the things that I like, what I like to do in my spare time, the cultural aspects that I have, the opportunities where I can volunteer my time. It's been a great community for that so that I felt supported with that network in town. And how would Dean Mason describe that Boilermaker spirit and sense of community that she's been immersed in for the past 30 years? I think it's the can-do kind of attitude that Boilermakers have. I find that when I talk to both undergraduates and graduate students, it's that that we're at an amazing place and we're going to solve these problems. They're tackling some of the biggest problems that the world is facing and they're doing it with like, we're going to figure this out. And I think that's one of the things that Boilermakers do is we face the challenge, we figure it out, and then we take the next step. Again, if there's one thing Dean Mason wants our This Is Purdue listeners to know, it's that there's tremendous value in what Purdue's graduate students are doing in this community and across the world. If you ever are riding a bus or you see someone with a Purdue t-shirt, one of the things I know when I travel over the world, if you see someone in Purdue to, to ask them, are they a grad student and what was their connection? And to ask them about their research, ask them questions about what they're doing and They're answering some amazing questions and take that opportunity to really dive in and have a cup of coffee over what that student is doing. You'll find there are amazing people here at Purdue from all over the world. 40% of our students are international. So we have this wonderful community of individuals that are ready to talk about their work. We had a wonderful time with Dean Mason. Her positive energy is contagious. If you'd like to watch our interview with Dean Mason and the Purdue Memorial Union, be sure to head over to YouTube, youtube.com slash Purdue. Thanks for listening to This is Purdue. For more information on this episode, visit our website at purdue.edu slash podcast. There you can head over to your favorite podcast app to subscribe and leave us a review. And as always, boiler up.